When we last spoke in New York, I was working on a project that set out to explore John Cage's proposition of open process. And you were mentioning Herbert Brune's quotation, a composer is that without which something would not have happened. Is this about a composer's intent? Well, I probably incline more in favor of uh, conspiracy than intent. Yeah. I make a distinction between purpose and intent. Intent has this slight flavor of being particularly clear about how it wants to be realized. I'm not sure that we need to be so proud about realizing what color of tie we want somebody to wear, as opposed to being interested in getting to change how they dress. Intent sounds a bit closed to me, so I'd like to support the idea of being more open. Yes, a more open system, one that allows for various unsuspected inputs. And as a composer, how do you choose to present your conspiracy? Uh, well, there's an invitation to the participants where the first thing that interests me is to make something that requires their intelligence, which gives us a space in which to take a position, as opposed to treating the audience as some sort of decoration which only gives them the opportunity to agree. But why should they agree? Well, do you think the process of creating a conspiracy has the potential to be democratic? Yeah, but democratic is what you want it to mean when you want it to mean it. Like, like, I'm arguing with somebody about whether their work is experimental. I don't understand the need to use the word experimental. As far as I can tell, it's just work. Now, Robert Ashley made a really nice point in Berlin when people were referring to his work as experimental, and he disagreed. <laughs> he said, that Beethoven was experimental because he would change the notes depending on the response of the audience. He would change something in relationship to how the audience responds. Now, Ashley said he won't do that, which is not exactly the same point in the argument I'm having with this person. Now, the word experimental is used a lot like the word improvisation, and it is a way of avoiding criticism or storing criticism. Like in, uh, oh, it's okay, we were just trying to make an experiment, or it's okay, we are just trying to improvise. Wait a moment, I isn't experimental an excuse if you fail? If you fail? I think so sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just the remaining to, to test anything, and you can you can use it as an excuse. Uh, yeah, but, but if, an, if if nobody likes it, you can say I was trying something. So it's an insurance for the composer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, not only it's
your CD inside <laughs> a place in a, in a library, I don't know. Because uh, it's a classified a genre, experimental. I don't know what that means, but um, when I go to the... It's like Holocaust, it's also a way of classifying... Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean that it's, uh, yeah, it's but a dangerous it's classification. But it's quite uh, predictable. Uh, it's the same as uh, an improvisation. It's as before. Uh, it's, uh, we can't speak about improvisation in a universal uh, way. We can do it, and mm, could be a, an interesting uh, argument. But uh, as now, in our period, improvisation is something like a genre, something like uh, contemporary classic also. We can predict what could be, and um, the goal of some composer is, w uh, could be also the um, ability to be inside that tradition and to be over that tradition. But it, I think that uh, the concept of uh, experimental, it's um, slightly obvious. Uh, obvi uh, obvious. Obvious. You know? uh, I can predict what does it mean. I like much more the term improvisation because it's because it calls for participation, while yeah. exper well, ex uh, experimental just doesn't. I mean, I can experiment something yeah. with myself. Maybe experimental, it's a part of a proce process of creation for everyone, not uh, only for musicians, not only for artists. Maybe. <coughs> Wait, how different is improvisation from experimental? Well, an experiment may or may not depend on its witness, so I guess the experiment doesn't have to be purposeful, as opposed to improvisation, which suggests purpose. Uh, and the word democracy is often used in the same sort of way, so it's not the best possible form it is the least objectionable of all other forms. And that also seems to be unsatisfactory. Now, I'm perfectly happy to admit mistakes, and I think strategically or technically it's perfectly reasonable to be wrong. Democracy seems to argue against the idea of being wrong. And being wrong might be very useful. Then, when a society is consensually looking for a perceived stability, stability like uh, today, in, for instance, in Taiwan against a superpower of China, um, how can wronging or mistake making be useful as a form of organized collectivity? Well, they used to talk about a, a vertical as opposed to a horizontal slice through an organizational problem, which works much the same way as, uh, as rent control or a community of interest, where you end up living next to or agreeing with someone you otherwise have little in common with, you know, which raises a whole other can of worms where you find people agreeing with you for all the wrong reasons which seems to me to be a happy definition of democracy. Well, can a, can a composer be a free producer? No, 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 no. Nobody is a free producer. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I 
I totally disagree with you. I, I, don't, I don't get it right. How can a composer not be free? I, if, I, if I am the composer, I have blank paper in front of me, a new canvas, a new way that I, I can and I must use to transmit my feelings, my will, my ideas to, to the world, to anybody who's uh, available to listen to me, to watch me. How can I be not be free? How is it possible that a composer is not a free producer I of, think that of his own work? Yeah, uh, first, the terms producer uh, indicate that composer uh, is doing something that will be collocated in a market. It's a simple. Uh, so that's. Yes, it's a pretty reductive. No, no, uh, 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 only. Then <coughs> I, uh, I, I want to have um, a small um, reflection uh, about that, about um, composition. First, uh, about art, maybe. Yeah? <laughs> uh, I want to start by the definition of, uh, of us as composer. Uh, in our age, there is a um, slight difference between uh, artist and artisan. No? Uh, I think that I believe that uh, in our ages the term artist is something that is linked with uh, uh, the representation of some values for the society. Uh, that values could be uh, spiritual values in some times, uh, accepting the definition of spirit of. Um, something that is uh, translated uh, between generations without the body, outside by the body, it's not a religious uh, definition, um, uh, similar to tradition. Uh, second, uh, uh, art represent the, um, could represent monetary value. I don't know, in um, uh, a picture is something like, uh, uh, used in the past also, something like a bank, a, a way of representation of money, uh, something like an investment. Huh? Uh, second, uh, third, sorry, <laughs> um, uh, a piece of art uh, can represent uh, the social prestige, prestige okay, yes. uh, of a class. No? You can, uh, uh, there are a lot of concerts where musicians are not paid to do that, but they are paid by the collectivity because they are part of a, a, a class, uh, so they will be paid in the future. It's an investment. So, uh, so in uh, that uh, idea, the composer and the artist act as a servant. Is it he serve for a con constituted power. Uh, it's not uh, uh, so. Ideological position. Uh, I think it's That's also very, very ideological to think the contrary. I only observed um, the biography of. But it's not. Um, my position is not um, against. Uh, I don't think that to be servant uh, is something bad. <laughs> I don't know, uh, sorry for my English, it's so, so trivial, but no, um, 
Uh, I want to make a, 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 a ragionamento. Come a reason, a, a reasoning. Reason, a reasoning. So sometimes terms could be very strong, but uh, uh, don't uh, um, think it's uh, so materialistic. Uh, uh, I mean, servant so implies a relation between, between you and the society, a precise relation. That means that you're not the chief, you're the servant. Sure. And I think this are, is uh, uh, maybe. Let, let me finish my. Uh, okay. my sorry for, uh, for no, that uh, strong uh, terms. Uh, I, the composer, <laughs> so I'm defining myself as a servant, so it uh, could be very. Uh, uh, I, I was thinking about uh, the relationship between uh, uh, our work and power. And so I. I uh, i was speaking about the, the meaning of uh, art in, uh, in the society and I was speaking about the fact that uh, uh, art is used to represent something that is uh, uh, important, significant <laughs> for us. So it's uh, a value. Okay? Uh, and uh, mm, I think that uh, for that reason a composer can be a free producer, but has to, uh, to be critical with the power. I, a good composer, as uh, Machiavelli says to, uh, to the Queen, do not, uh, to do not um, uh, listen to, uh, how do you say, flatterers, no? to um, uh, sedulatori, no? adulatori. Yeah. No? Uh, Uh, at the uh, same time, uh, um, the compo musical composition, the art, uh, express something like a mentality, an, an opinion, something like an idea, okay? The, uh, uh, something like a possibility yes, for the power. If you so say that composition represents a possibility, yes. how can you state that a composer can be free? You are meaning that? If composition is a possibility, if you are if you are a composer, you have yeah, possibility. The, the goal of the a, com a, com yeah. a, a composer isn't free. You are you are you are giving him no, no chances to be free to, to have possibility. It's yeah, a paradox. Maybe the rule. Yes, it's a paradox. Maybe the rule of um, of an idea uh, is to uh, be mm, to test the power to preserve it that <laughs> the um, i don't think that revolution is for artists i think that revolution is something political and uh, uh, is for and it's made by war <laughs> not with art i can indicate an idea for an uh, ideological direction but artists Uh, are not um, um, sorry my English so you can um, speak in Italian but artists are not what ma il ruolo dell'arte non è quello della, di fare rivoluzione l'artista non può avere un'ingerenza diretta con la storia se non quella di indicare un'opinione questa è la, la but what, what so about if we come back to the yes. relation between production and experimental because for me the 
freedom in production and experimental skills. For me, the two terms are quite tightly related because if I'm if I'm allowed to make something wrong since I'm experimenting, that means that I'm free. So what is a composer's ideological influence? Ah. Well, a composer is not necessarily of the left or of the right, or uh, ideologically of this or that. We would like to think that, uh, that without which something would not have happened would suggest the idea of change. And we would love to push the fact that change is progressive. But it's not automatically the case. There is a question as to a, a status, a, a definitional status. So whether we are dealing with something which is defined as music, or whether we are dealing with something which is defined as art or intention. That discussion, whether it is music or is performance art, all that sort of anal squabbling about terms, all seems to me to be an issue about how we construct the criteria about which we could deem this to be successful. And what that is always about is that success is only censorship, because it only recognises something. It can only deal with something that does not deal with change. You know, I was reading um, Cornelius' card doing Stockhausen serves imperialism. And if I understand it correctly, he seems to refer to John Cage's obsession with technology as a way of avoiding a political responsibility. And if this is so, what about the idea of change? Well, I don't think it's so much about technology. And I think it's Cage's obsession with individual sound. And this individual sound exists by itself. Cage was for a long time very Does aggressive. That exists? By, can we say that the sound exists by itself? If not, if there are not ears to listen to it? If, yes. The sound if a wood uh, falls <laughs> in the forest <laughs> and no one is listening to it. That's a big question. Exist. That's a big question. I mean, it's... Uh, in fact, he said the cage is interested to relation. Maybe. What were you saying, Michael? What were you saying? It's not... Cornelius is interested in the relation between uh -huh. one moment to another, whereas Cage is interested in a singular moment. Yes, that's the yeah, he was very aggressive about the fact that this moment had nothing to do with the next moment, and which is why he ends up with these things about how to improve the world. Uh, you will only make matters worse. But it's, it's the same sort of paradox or contradiction as his objection to the idea of improvisation. I don't think he's objecting to improvisation. He's objecting to self-expression. Uh, and that's probably where Cardio agreed with him. They both regard self-expression as entirely bourgeois and corrupt. And, and the way it plays out is that Cardio is interested in how this note relates to another. He's interested in relation. He's not particularly interested in the notes. 
He's interested in how this moment relates to another, how this class relates to its oppressor. So uh, what do you think a composer's responsibility is? And how can a composer make himself useful? If I recall correctly, doesn't your um, website's URL spell as theuse.info? Yes. Well, there are various formats for where we think about difference, we think about change, we think about possibility. One of the major distractions for a very long time, of course, has been answers. Some answers would be deemed to be better or more useful preferable to other answers, or more or less desirable, whatever. So, if I were to make a distinction between a composer and other intelligent things, I'd say that a composer's job is to be interested in how to ask questions. The realisation of the piece, if we need to think in terms of music, may be an instance or an example of a technical response in proposing a series of answers series of negotiations, or a series of possibilities in response to those questions. And we can do this again tomorrow and have a whole set of other possible responses. So I'd make the distinction in terms of questions and answers, or problems and responses. Yeah. Now what I particularly like about questions is that they are portable. I think questions are just incredibly generous. They always seem to me to make the world bigger. Answers always seem to me to make the world smaller. But does this have anything to do with the problem of the ego of the composer? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the ego. Yeah. I mean, if the co being a composer is about saying, well, my opinion is the opinion in a certain sense and how this is, could be related with the question of political responsibility for example it depends also to the historical context of what composer what do you mean it's different uh, the, the figure of the composer in the different age no but Who cares about the <laughs> 16th century? <laughs> I don't. Also because now it's much more difficult to speak. Maybe it's more needed than rule of a composer in the 16th century in front of now. Because uh, as, the, um, as the, um, the argument of before, uh, now we have in front, we don't have uh, big institutional masses of, uh, of powers. We have very fragmented society. So a composer uh, um, has that problem to identify himself. To, uh yeah, but despite <coughs> that, the composer tries to affirm his or her ego yeah. at each moment of his life. I agree. And yeah. is, isn't this, from a certain point of view, a mistake if, he, if a composer wants to be part of a democratic system? Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
Uh, well, I'm interested. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just interested in exploring how questions can be formed in various conversations of shared experience, which do not necessarily fit the master narrative the system favors. I mean, do you think the composer is capable of being a portable framework by himself, in more himself? <laughs> well, I think the, the composer who is privileged by being a stranger or a visitor, who is not the evidence of local loyalties, has at least the opportunity to witness the narrative without reproducing it. And, and <clears throat> do you think this all has to do with, um, with the system of language? Yes, yes sure, yeah. sure. I mean, different languages construct questions in completely different ways. If you are interested in a sort of particular question, then you have to find the language or the language speaker that can accept this is a question, let alone deal with it. I, I'm not saying you would necessarily get a response which is useful. It's the same as everything else. It needs to be framed, needs to be addressed, needs to be coped, needs to be a certain form of charming. Now who decides what, what is charming and what is useful? That, that's the point. I mean, it, it, it should be just the composer, the one who is allowed to decide uh, what is charming, what is useful, so what is interesting. Or, for example, shouldn't be the audience. Well, for me, it's the audience. Just the audience. It's not, not just, <laughs> the, not just the, <laughs> the audience. Not the, the audience. I think the artistic director. <laughs> 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 sorry, but that's the market. I'm sorry. That's the <laughs> <ma> money. <laughs> money ideology. I, I ask myself, in speaking of languages and question and answers, I wonder what the composer's role mainly should be to pose questions or to give answers. It's a pretty different point of view. If I go listening to a new piece from a very famous composer, should I ask myself if he is telling me a new story, give, or give me an answer of a known question, or if he's posing a new question which I have the freedom to give my own answers? Um, I don't know, but uh, you I are can a composer, so you are. No, I can explain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> but I don't know. But I can explain my relationship in front of the beauty of, of in front of what I like. Uh, I don't know. Last time I I was two, two different things. One thing is the beauty. One thing is what you like. <laughs> the beauty for me. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. it's a beauty. <laughs> not, not with the capital. No, the beauty. I don't believe in beauty. I <laughs> believe in part of myself. <laughs> the other, um, uh, I think that um, a composer doesn't have to to, to be a, an interviewer or, or to re reply to universal uh, concept. Maybe there, I think that rule of composers and artists to uh, uh, represent processes. Uh, pro pr pr processes of um, 
people processes of his own time of the present uh, I don't know I was listening to, listening to, tra to Traviata I love <laughs> really and um, uh, listening to Traviata 10 years ago for me was really different uh, now it happens uh, it's uh, something really intimo uh, it was happened something really strange to me that uh, uh, something like a mechanism every time she says è uh, tardi um, I start to cry I don't know why <laughs> I'm shy about that I am trying to analyze that uh, why 10 years ago I it was different to me for me at least in Traviata I, I appreciated that opera, but not I was not crying for Traviata. Maybe because uh, it's not for young. It's not for young. Yes, maybe it's linked to experiences. No, it's maybe like because for me. Uh, maybe maybe uh, for me I link that uh, moment of that opera to the I, I lost my mother, and uh, uh, Violetta is uh, really close to my mother, so every time there is uh, a tardi, <laughs> like a child, no? <laughs> like a stupid. What has to do with the, with the question about... Yeah, um, uh, so I think that uh, I use Traviata, me, I use Traviata, because Traviata is uh, something like um, a, a testimoniante, a witness. Yes. No? Uh, he represents a process that I... Uh, uh, the author share with me a, a process of tragedy in that uh, in that um, uh, case. In other cases, I don't know. I but like uh, uh, I like a lot classical music. I have um, my <laughs> and uh, sometimes w I ask myself why I like that part of uh, a sonata in front of the other because uh, it is familiar to me. Uh, I remember when my piano teacher uh, was uh, um, teaching me the accent uh, must be posed here uh, or here and so uh, that opera uh, that sonata or that uh, link myself to other person to other people so I think that uh, the universality of um, of an opera, what I believe is beauty, uh, is uh, the um, meaning of that opera through people. The possi possibility of that opera to link, to share uh, some experiences, you know, to uh, transmit tradition, tra tradition between generation. I um, uh, it's very confused that. Uh, <laughs> it's not so confusing, speaking of generation and speaking of language, before you said Brahms and Traviata are not for young. No. He said Brahms. Yes. When I was younger, I don't understand Brahms. I don't like. Now... But I, I think it, it must be so. If, if you understand anything at any age in your life... But you, you know, it comes again the problem of the ego. When you say when you understand, how can you say you are understanding something? It isn't isn't a question of being uh, 
pretenzioso. Eh, no, speaking about that, so understanding. Uh, uh, what does it mean, uh, understand music? Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's very hard it's to say. It's not pretentious. You may, you are not sure, you may think you are getting more confident with a certain kind of music or with, a, with an opera in particular, as you said. I think just, you know, uh, Matteo appreciates uh, Traviata more now than, <coughs> than how he did it ten years ago, just before uh, some particular, some peculiar events in your life change your mood and your consciousness of yourself in a way that now you are you, you, you can, yeah, you can live and I, I tell about also, also the, yeah. and I, I told about also the, um, the word processes uh, because I, I want to um, to make a point about the difference between uh, government governance and command uh, it's, um, I think there is a difference between, between these two words these two words and I believe that uh, um, a good composer is a, a, a composer that has a governance on the musician to play uh, and not command. Uh, and now I'm, I try to explain that uh, a, a good composer is a com I from, on my opinion <laughs> is a who can uh, uh, provide mm -hmm. that something happens that a process be alive no? mm -hmm. uh, also a process of uh, proliferation of um, uh, soul <laughs> inside uh, me that I'm listening to Traviata and I'm link, linking that my, my um, experience to that opera so uh, Traviata I think is in my opinion, is uh, uh, an art object that uh, could, uh, can provide, can be open to, uh, to people, uh, to, um, to be more universal. It's not universal, but... Uh, so you, you, you do believe in the universality? No, 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 no. I don't believe. I don't believe. I believe that Traviata is a great opera. <laughs> so <laughs> I, believe. I believe that and uh, why? because uh, uh, it's more universal than uh, than uh, I don't know so you don't believe in universality but you have an idea of what is universality no, no, uh, why you are no, I'm not saying no, that you said that Traviata is more universal than something else so that means that you have an idea of what uh, is universality. If I, uh, I um, express a concept in a, a dual way, in a in maniera ottusa, obtuse, obtuse way, that concept will be um, um, hard to understand. No, it has only one way to understand it. I observe that uh, I like a lot the music of Haydn because it's full of layers I can um, uh, every time I listen uh, a quartet of Haydn uh, it um, uh, represents for me something different so I can uh, I, I, I'm sure that uh, he is a 
good composer, I believe that, for that reason, no? Uh, it's uh, quite uh, obvi obvious that uh, what I'm telling. No? It's not universality, it's uh, richness. I think that uh, uh, Aydin, uh, uh, as Trajata, uh, <laughs> uh, um, as Verdi, um, are composer that can organize the stochastic, uh, in, a w in a stochastic uh, uh, method, them uh, opera. So them opera are full of complexity in front of uh, other opera that are operas that are... It's always a matter of language. It's always a matter of language. And is this a reason why you're so interested in language? Yeah, yes. It seems to me that language is the mechanism where you get to make a question. Oh. Well, uh, speaking of composition, <coughs> I stumbled across this really interesting paragraph from the statement of School for Designing a Society. It said <coughs> that one might learn from writing a piece of music a new way of organizing the kitchen, <laughs> or see analogies between new ways of painting a canvas, or of thinking about friendships. So, we say that composition, aside from co composing music, can be a way of making propositions. And that any organizational, everyday, social practice can be viewed as a form of composition. However, is there anything that is not composition? Is there anything not well. composition? Anything that merely reproduces a known or a given? I think they're all organizations of relations. So, listening and speech are two applications of composition? Yes, 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 which is why Cardew had an issue with Cage's refusing the idea of relationship. So, politically, lots of people would have issues with that. Page is not interested in harmony. Because harmony is a lot about the relationship between one moment and another. Yes, yes. Did they amplify one another? Did they illustrate one another? Did they make something which is larger than the two of them? Did they sound well together? All of that sort of stuff. So Cardio is interested in the, the Scratch Orchestra, which is by definition an orchestra. It's a bunch of people, which seems to be, in some sense, harmonic. Well, um, why would KH be interested in revolution? Because doesn't revolution have to happen progressively? There was a collaboration between uh, John Cage, uh, FBI, uh, and the anarchist. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, yeah. And there is a bunch of people who didn't understand why it was that Cage was not deemed to be a cultural export by the US Federal Department or whatever it is, you know. He was never paid to be a cultural ambassador, for example. And that seems strange, because it, it would seem that he is actually quietly heroic in the Cold War scheme of things. I mean, he's not a syndicalist. He's just this straight, up-and-down anarchist dealing with the expression of the singular. If you think about anarchists as being not interested in self-expression, but just being interested in expression. Yeah, but 
from this point of view, Cage should be seen as a representative of the American freedom or not? I think he's very representative of um, American culture. In a no, I mean, way. Con considering the, the Cold War situation yeah. in the 50s, in this sense, it might it be was also taken a hero by the American freedom. <laughs> the freedom which is in, inside the American culture. I have hard time with this kind of question because I, my own absolutely personal opinion, but I don't like Cage, uh, Cage's music, <laughs> because it, I use a stupid word, it's called, it transmits me nothing. I, I admit I, I can be very ignorant on, on this music and but I, I, I start from the point that when I look at paintings and as, as when I, I listen to, to a new music I, it, it has to give me something John Cage's music doesn't do that to me I, I repeat, to me and I, I don't understand how you say how, how you can say why you, you stated that Cage's music represents the American freedom. American freedom has been based to precise and, and lots of historical events in the course of time. He, he says that he's not putting a relation, a relationship between one moment and another. Yeah, American but probably from, from the American point of view, a Russian composer wouldn't be so free to do it. Yes. I do I don't like too much to listen to John Cage music and uh, but he represents uh, an idea of uh, freedom yeah. in a yeah, common yeah. sense. Uh, what's interesting what you said is that comes again, we come again to the point of relation. You say cage doesn't give me cage music doesn't give me anything. But that means that you're asking music to give you something. So you're asking music to create a relation between the composer and you. Yes. And the point is probably Cage wasn't interested in creating a relation. But now... Apparently. I, I'm not sure it is. Oh, okay, no. but if it's so, if it's like you say, why writing music? So it means he yeah. is writing his composers just for himself, That's not for other people to listen to. It's a proto-sociologist, uh, <laughs> in a certain way. Proto-sociologist. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's I the use to, to, to create uh, something that is I just for you? I, I believe that uh, in any case, uh, uh, the figure of Cage was uh, meaningful um, in the society of composer of this uh, for the debate, that is, for the... And also, the speaking about debate. Cage, it's very actual. Debate, okay. Because uh, uh, maybe, the, maybe Fabio will <laughs> crash with me, but uh, maybe um, in front of uh, the composers of uh, the era, the, of the age of, um, of Cage, uh, 
Kid puts a, 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 a reflection that the dance that uh, composer doesn't have the um, uh, reflection about uh, uh, the about the, um, the happenings of uh, uh, of music. So the meanings of the music inside the society. The, the more we talk, the more I think I'm, start, I'm starting to think about Cage as an American hero. Because comparing with, I mean, talking about the relation between Cage and Darmstadt, isn't Cage the main representative of the fate of freedom? I mean, if you compare the, 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 the casual, the casuality, the randomness of his composition and the, the, the strict serialism, yeah, isn't, yeah. isn't an example of say, hey, I, I'm, I'm the, uh, yeah. the yes. freedom. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I wrote uh, some essays so um, I mean, of Donatoni that was really angry <laughs> with the cage and uh, considered cage the absolute uh, male, absolute evil. <laughs> evil. <laughs> evil. No? Uh, yes, I, I agree with that. Uh, in this case, I think that I believe very that. Political. Yes, it's very political. Yes, yes, at all. He's definitely an anarchist. Yeah, yes, no, 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 I don't no, think. Because at no. that period, the Russian culture was a, a perfectly opposite to the yes, faith yeah. in freedom that was the symbol of the Americans. So mm. it was not an artist, an artist, an anarchy. It was really a, a member America, of the American yes. culture. I'm, I, I. I agree with it, but I think oh, I don't. I don't agree nothing about Cage, but I I I think it's very interesting uh, the relationship between Cage and Dunstadt, because uh, in every case, uh, I me as a composer, I'm more interested in um, the human factor, uh, in uh, in the uh, in something that is more complex in front of uh, the, um, uh, the um, in front of danza <laughs> i think that uh, the the, um, the problem of that period was that to believe uh, in a scientific uh, uh, way to reproduce tradition uh, in a so close uh, uh, way uh, in a opposite <laughs> in the opposite con continent, Cage introduced the um, complexity, the social complexity, in a, a way that I don't agree at all, because uh, he, he speaks about uh, a, a caso, how do you say caso? Uh, casuality. Uh, Thank you. I am not so interested in casuality. <laughs> I'm interested maybe in Alea, that it, it's, uh, it's different, it's a different concept. It's a polite way of speaking about <laughs> I'm speaking polite. Why are you interested? No, 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 oh. Alea is not, sorry, but it's not a polite way to speak. It's not, uh, uh, I can uh, pre 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 provide uh, what will happen if I um, put some, uh, I don't know, some improvisation, improvisator to, impro in to improvise, if I know them. I, I can. I know that it's very determined, and uh, and uh, and speak about uh, every great composer 
uh, has a part of Alea inside. Uh, uh, it's, it's the faculty to uh, govern and not to command. Is that the, um, <laughs> I was speaking about these two words. Uh, so uh, I don't like the, um, the casualty of Cage because I, mm, I, I'm a composer, I like composition, <laughs> I like uh, uh, the, the ideas of composition. Legal question. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why you're interested in viciousness? Well, yeah, it's like charm. I, I really love jokes. It's the same as half-truths, one and a half-truths, autograph-truths, how truths can be privatised, how they can be made radically efficient. And jokes do something very similar. I mean, jokes come in various flavours. They come in charming jokes, they come in vicious jokes. They are rhetorically useful, theatrically useful. They are gestures people are more or less favourably disposed towards. It's, it's an acceptable form. It's a form as recognisable as that of the string quartet or the C major chord. You're, re you're really talking like a master. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about moral viciousness? Or master. 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 Are we talking about moral viciousness? Well, no, 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 no. Excuse me. It's not the moral viciousness. It's, it's a viciousness in terms of how pointedly efficient you can be in response to a proposition. It has to do with how vicious you can be with an idea. Do you use systems when you compose? Oh. Or what's your attitude towards systems? Well, my system of preference is thinking. I'm not against other systems, but I find thought quite comforting. Mm. And what is a system? I don't know. I'm not a composer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a polite way to escape from that question. All right, well, someone's telling me in, in the Macy's conferences during the 50s and how the word system was appropriated and redefined by their conception of cybernetics, which connotes calculation, probability, control, etc. So, what is your take on it? I mean, if one goes along with this, can open system still be of a transformative capacity? Well, a system is that which conceives of itself as an event and is therefore more or less predictable. It generates predicates, so even a closed system can conceive of change. You once spoke anti-social music, or uh, is that similar to Herbert Bruin's anti-communication or otherwise? Uh, I mean, does a listener, does it make a listener more of a political being, or what about the composer? Yes. Yeah, well, presumably, anti-social music is a close relative of Bruin's anti-communication. It's only more political if you deny agreement as political. Well, Herbert Bruin once stated that spontaneity, at its very best, generates intu intuif intuitive responses or instructions received. Even the most brilliant improvisation only embellishes 
obedience to what is wanted from the musician, not by the musician. How does a composer's desire differ from that of a listener, whether he or she is a musician or a listener or both? The composer is a premeditated listener, a listener with a conspiracy. And the intuitive listener is no better off than the intuitive musician. Though I'm not convinced that either is condemned to time served or good behaviour. But how can a composer approach or reflect historical processes, musically or otherwise? I it always does. Yeah? It always does. Can, can, can we say we are unrelated with our time? It's, it's hard to believe. We can uh, say yeah, there's that. There's a lot of uh, people out of time, <laughs> composers, uh, totally out of time. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's point to a vision of time which is yes. very monolithic. I mean, if Joanna Levy is part of our time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and uh, he refers to an idea of composer which basically does not exist. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the pop idea of the romantic composer. So it's from from one point of view, it doesn't. He refers to an idea of composer that doesn't exist. So in a certain sense, we, we should say, well, he's out of his time. But in another sense since it's part of the musical market and since it has, <coughs> it has, it has, it will have... Who is out of it? Alevi. Alevi. Ah. This, is, this is most peculiar. You say he is out of time, but he is very successful. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm questioning if he is out of time. My, my idea is that it's, diff it's, it's difficult to affirm that something is out of time because the vision of time should be much more wide than normal. Yeah, each class <coughs> wants to represent his time, and each class writing his history, he writes that uh, his uh, vision of times. So, as uh, Alevi could say that um, Cifariello or the Monaco are out of time, also we can say the same about Cifariello. It's a, mm, it's a war of hegemonies of uh, I agree with your sentences, don't worry. It was a lot of composers had uh, a lot of success, uh, but now, in the past, uh, but now nobody remembers. Back What's the point yeah. with that? What does it mean? No. We're talking about be out of time or in time. But what, what do you mean? I mean, if, if a composer was successful, for example, Salieri at this time, mm -hmm. is much less successful now. What what this what, what this could demonstrate? Well, whether or not a, a composer approaches or reflects historical processes, right? Mm -hmm. It can be an, an, an observation about the market. Just that. Well, as a way to approach or reflect historical processes musically, I try to frame it as being social composition. But it didn't come across here in Taiwan. And as far as I know, 
there seems to be no such equivalent vocabulary in Chinese. People don't associate composition with anything else other than music. Well, it depends on whether you can get the emphasis on the word social. Generally, as I remember, the technical political vocabulary in Chinese was pretty small. I remember in the 1920s when they were talking about democracy, all they did was translate the word phonetically. So it is a name, like any other name. Well, it's been very difficult for me um, to find the right Chinese vocabulary to elaborate my idea of, of composition and performance, not in terms of music, but in terms of um, social roles. And I'm in a dilemma now where I think of political social vocabularies in English rather than Chinese. I mean, do you think those prevail vocabularies in English um, are uh, a product of Western modernity? I mean, I think that in Taiwan we're still trying to develop our own language when it comes to thinking of our own, you know? Yeah, that sounds right. For example, in Mexico, they say that there is no such thing as a successful Mexican. And that when somebody becomes successful, they are automatically Spanish. <laughs> in Berlin now, apparently the language of choice among the bourgeois is English, because they want to distinguish themselves from the Turks, all of whom are learning German. So it's a class issue. But then, yes, I think you'll probably hit the nail on the head. Composition is not the right term. And engineering would not be right because it has this sort of taste of Japanese in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there a way of thinking about it in terms of gardening or sculpture? Cooking? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like the difference between Tibetan Buddhism and Chinese Buddhism. Given the choice, Chinese Buddhism is altogether more politically attractive than the Tibetan school or the Indian school. Because Indians and Tibetans express it in terms of hierarchy. The Chinese makes it completely democratic, really low-tech. Nirvana is something which can be approached by anybody at any moment. You don't need all of that Tibetan magic hierarchy, you know, about a <coughs> special time of day, special holiday, special prayer. China is the blessing of Buddhism. They managed to translate all of the hierarchical, regressive, power-conscious ideas from scripture into something which was democratically sympathetic. That was a very radical thing to do. No, it, I mean, it's similar with the whole Christ story. Whether you discuss Christianity in Hebrew or Greek or Latin, and they make three completely different conversations. Find whatever the culturally, logically equivalent is, such you can talk about composition in Chinese. <coughs> then they make you into a saint. <laughs> <laughs>